That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Retro Fandango, episode number 154. I'm your co-host, Buried on Mars, also known as Kevin. I'm here with my pal, Ramvox, comma, the, also known as Richard. Hello, Richard. Hello. We were actually ready to go. We actually had a little chat before we started recording. And you guys missed out. You guys missed out on a lot. Uh, In this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. A lot of crazy good things. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Winston's Laugh from Ghostbusters. And uh, we're going to do a little eulogy for Regis whether Richard likes it or not. And uh, we're going to talk some Enterprise Season 1, which I'm guessing Richard has watched. What's with the rundown? This is for all our new viewers and listeners. You just gave away the whole show. Oh, I, I tickled their ass with a feather. Yeah, yeah, well, there's not much more depth than that. So. I hooked them in. When they heard that stuff, they're like, yes, Star Trek talk. <clears throat> Can't Enterprise wait. talk. Oh, boy. So I'm assuming Richard's watched it, and I have not. I'm just trying to get the stuff out of the way before you distract and derail the show. So get the good stuff out of the way, and then let Richard do his thing. Spontaneity. You know, they, they don't know what to expect. Uh, Cartridge Club this month is... Wait, no, forget the Cartridge Club. The Quick Save Club this month is playing Fallout New Vegas for this month and next month. I've already uh, put it in and started playing it. Then I played the game as well. Wow. See, that's Isn't that a comedy. really long game? Uh, it is. It is. It's like one of them... Um, Although... One of them Dean, Fallout games. Dean beat it in like a day and a half. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give it... I'm going to type out my first impressions. And then the next day he was finished the game. Well, Dean's got Dean time. He's got Dean powers. Yeah. Um, CC Prime is playing The Witcher 3. Wild Hunt. That's a, another extremely long game. One of them open world run around. Yeah, that's a good game. I played it. Yourself. I played it a few years ago on the uh, on the Xbox. I remember you talking about that. It was good. It was good times. Did, did you watch that um that Witcher TV show? No. No. The only TV show I have been watching is Sanford and Son. Oh, I nailed it in my head. That's what that's, I was guessing. That's it. That's the only TV show I've been watching. But better call Saul finished. And then I started watching Sanford and Son. That's that's it. Other than like, uh, you know, I watch my political shows like uh, um, Bill Maher and stuff like that. Samantha B. Speaking of um, Better Call Saul, I was just watching a movie and there was Bob Odenkirk in the back. Is like kind of like oh yeah, little little background one line of dialogue disappear from the movie guy. You know, I for, we forgot. I don't think we mentioned when we talked about uh, Five Easy Pieces how that was like that was Gilda Radner's first movie appearance. She was only in it for like a two seconds. Actually, you might have not made it that far. <laughs> Come to think of it, that no, might... I did. Yeah, I I did remember seeing that in the fun facts. Okay. Um, are we plugging their September and October games as well? I just so... put that there so I don't have to look it up for the next two months. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so, so I'm going to start doing that for all of them. Okay, you guys can wait till next month to hear what they're playing in September. Uh, RF Gen this month is playing Elite Beat Agents and Rhythm Heaven. They're playing two games. 
which are both uh, rhythm games for the DS. Mm-hmm. And I've messed around with both, and I, I, I believe they were both fun for what they are. But I hate rhythm games. Rhythm games, they get to that curve where it's like, you know, it's simple, and then they want you to do a little bit more, and once they get to a little bit more, that's it. Yeah, I'm they done. want you to play the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm Stuff just not, I'm not very good. I'm not very good at those games. The only rhythm game I ever really liked, like legitimately enjoyed, was the um, Bust a Groove games on PlayStation 1. Mm, I've never played them. I don't like rhythm games. I don't like dancing. But those games are so fun. Mm. Uh, Film Dango for this month. We haven't actually chose three movies yet. I, I suppose we can right now. We have four suggestions for movies. From okay, the I was wondering what was going on here. So Derek uh, recommended The Old Guard. Creepy Josh recommended Extraction. Uh, Society Josh recommended What Happened to Monday. And our pal Steven Eider recommended Tall Grass. Okay, I don't know anything about these movies. Me neither. Um, the Old Guard, at least, that's fairly recent. So I've seen the, you know, the preview comes up. It's like top of the page. So a uh, woman with guns is what I imagine there. So well, some sort a, of action movie. It's best not to know anything. Just go in blind and watch Okay. It. Well, I, I'm just trying to guess uh, genres based on these titles. Okay. Um, Tall Grass sounds like some sort of a horror sci-fi thing. Mm-hmm. Um, extraction. I think that might be something with Ryan Reynolds. Is it that I, one? I don't know. I, I think I may have seen that, you know, just in the in the window. The, a, the, is the it a tiles. Michael Bay movie? I, I tried watching something with Ryan Reynolds in it, and it was terrible. I don't know, but that sounds like an action movie. And what happened to Monday? I have no idea. Apparently, what happened to Monday is not available in Netflix Canada. Oh, you know what? Let me peek real quick. See if that's uh, available for these yeah. others. Yeah. Wait a minute. Isn't it? How can it not be? Isn't it a Netflix original? That's what we're doing. So we actually had this discussion over in Discord. That's how great Discord is because you can have these sort of discussions. Um, apparently, Netflix will produce movies and they will be Netflix originals or whatever in in uh, the United States. But when they bring them into other territories and that, it might actually be more lucrative for them to sell them to other distributors. Mm. So a Netflix movie might be a Netflix movie in the United States, but if it's in Canada or whatever, it might go through another distributor and they will own the rights for the movie. Or maybe they get exclusive distribution rights for other non-Netflix-created yeah. things that are sent overseas. Because that's how that um, um, what's that show called with Burnham? Discovery. Oh, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that here is titled as a Netflix original series. Yeah, it's yeah. So Netflix paid you know to have the rights to air it in or stream it have the streaming rights for it in japan right you can buy anything that's it pretty much yeah i mean ultimately at the end of the day for netflix they're going to do whatever deal makes sense to them right it's like this is this make sense to have this exclusive in you know on our streaming service or does it make sense to sell it to another 
a service. And then at the end of the day, when the when the contract runs out or whatever, they can put it back on their service. Netflix is making billions of dollars. They, yeah. they know what they're doing. Well, and then in Canada, for instance, like the um, it, the company that owns the Space Channel here, I think it's sci-fi in the States, but here it's called Space, or it might be Sci-Fi Canada now, I can't remember. Anyways, they own the rights to Star Trek here in Canada. So it doesn't matter who makes the Star Trek in the States, like what distribution uh, the uh, uh, CBS decides to put it on or Paramount or whatever space gets it here in Canada. Cause they pay for the rights for the Star Trek. So we had Star Trek on broadcast television, like the, the, all these ones that are only on CBS streaming are on broadcast mm-hmm. television here in Canada. Right. 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 Hey, speaking of Star Trek, maybe you can hear this. Hold- no, I can't hear it. Move it closer to your microphone. Uh, I can't. It's the air conditioner. Oh, <laughs> what, what was it saying? My air conditioner talks when I turn it on and off. <laughs> I actually can't stand any of that stuff. Anytime that stuff happens, I hack it right off. Mm. Hey, we got Rocket Sauce in the chat. That's our hey, guy. What's up? That's our guy. Always hey, Rocket Sauce had a birthday recently. Oh, so. happy birthday, Rocket Sauce. Okay, so what three movies are we going to go with for this month? Um... Well, you look and see what's available. I'm going to tell well, us. Well, I, I'm pretty sure these are okay. And let me just check this Monday thing uh, real quick. And make sure September, we're doing 80s school comedies. Is that open for suggestion? Um, As for what movies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had it in my head. Well, let, let me uh, hang. hang just, okay, you can just, only do one thing. Hang on time. a second. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do one thing. I'm not a multitasker. I, I focus on what I'm doing. Oh. In October, Curtis will be doing uh, Curtis's Revenge horror comedy or horror anthologies or trolls. We need to pick. That's right. That's the third thing. Then Rocket Sauce suggested a coming of age three pack over in Discord. And then I said, because he really just wanted to watch um, Stand By Me again, which is a Stephen King movie. So I suggested maybe doing Stephen King movies. There are a lot of films that were based on his. novellas yeah um something's going on here where i can't type in netflix what'd you do you can't type in netflix yeah like you you go to the search bar and you type and it's not there it goes not have the ability to type what is it like what about monday something like that what happened to monday what happens to monday what happened hey what happened what happened on monday I do not have this. Yeah, neither do I. Okay. Um, I say we go with the old guard because that was the first one that came in. Okay. And I really don't know anything about it other than that I've seen just an image of a woman walking mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the tall grass. Okay. Let me check on that. I think it's just see. tall grass. I don't know if there's a, a the. Okay. As, if these things show up. Definitely have it in Canada because Stephen watched it. Unless he did did it through nefarious means. He is nefarious. He probably imported it from China. Um, this is there is something radio. here called In the Tall Grass, which is based on the novella by Stephen King and Joe Hill. 
So what? If that's if that's the one. I don't know if I have do I have Discord in here? Uh, on my phone here. And it it is a Netflix original. That's got to be it then. In the tall grass. In the tall grass. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, extraction. Is that the, is that that Ryan Reynolds movie? Hang on, extraction. Um, no, it, it looks like Thor. Thor. Yeah. Oh. The guy um, who plays Thor. Yeah. The. Well, I, I should say, the the uh, secretary from Ghostbusters. Answer the call. Yeah, I can't read it. I enjoyed in the tall grass. So it's in the tall grass. It's correct. So that's a Stephen King one. Do back Based back on Stephen a King? Stephen King novella. Okay. Okay. Well, we can do that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what these are about. So. Okay, and extraction. So those will okay. be the three. Sorry, Society uh, Josh, but yeah, the movie's just not available. This, what happened to Monday? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so next month we're doing 80s school comedies. Yeah, I just got that in my head um, because I, I received so much flack uh, during our past film Dango about how I hate the children and teenagers. Yeah. yeah. I remember enjoying movies about, uh, you know, high schoolers. Back in the 80s, because when I was a kid, that was my image. I was told that's what high schoolers are like. And I can think of, you know, good times with things like whether you want to go like Screwball, Revenge of the Nerds stuff, or if you mm -hmm. want to do more like a Ferris Bueller. There's lots of, you know, well, high school antics, school antics. To be fair, in the 80s, those movies were were adults pretending to be in high school. Yes, and that's what I like. <laughs> okay. Because then there's no actual kids. All right. Well, I give us your kids. your suggestions for 80 school comedies, and mm -hmm. we'll take them into consideration, and we'll figure it out. Yeah, and remember that we did already do Back to School, which is what I was originally going to call the month, but... That would be a confusing. A little confusing there. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, and then Rocket Sauce suggested uh, the coming of age three pack. Oh, let's okay, let's pick Curtis's thing. Uh, do we want to do horror comedy, horror anthologies, or trolls? Well, um, I mean, when it comes to horror comedy, we already covered the best it's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like I know what I'm getting into for horror comedy, and I don't know what there is beyond those uh, troll movies. Troll 2 is particularly uh, infamous for being a terrible movie. So I imagine that's one of the things he would pick. Or maybe the... Um... Here, here's what I'm imagining. There's, there's a movie called Troll. And then they made yeah. a sequel called Troll 2. Right. Which I don't know. Like, There's something like it doesn't match up or... There's just a, like Troll 2 is like really, really bad movie. And then there was a documentary called the uh, like the greatest worst movie, something like that. 
So I imagine he would make us watch those troll movies and then the documentary about those movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard the documentary is really good. It's pretty interesting. Um, that, that all does sound interesting. So I kind of, I am a little curious cause I've never seen this uh, troll two movie. I've seen a lot of the uh, clips that are really famous. Um, but at the same time, horror anthology sounds kind of, uh, interesting and yes ryan i also thought uh, Ernest scared stupid might be oh horror comedy right well it's horror i it's horror comedy and it's trolls there's trolls and Ernest trolls scared the, the milk trolls the dairy trolls or whatever they are i don't think i've seen that one <sighs> it's not the best work <laughs> it's not his finest achievement i'm pretty sure i've seen Ernest goes to camp Saw Ernest, that a bunch when I was a kid. Right. We had that on tape. Watched that a lot. And I watched Ernest Saves Christmas. Yep. Ernest Goes to Jail. That that was that was the last one I saw. That I, I think those, like, are the, those are yeah. the three big ones. So a lot of people like that scared stupid. Uh, uh, but yeah, then, you know, it's like those four are kind of fairly well known. And then it goes down to all the straight the to video, video stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Or Jim Bernie. Hmm. Rest in peace. Okay, so are we going with trolls? Is that what we're saying? I I could go trolls or anthology because I imagine um I, I can't think of a lot of horror anthology films. I know that um what was it like Halloween three? Uh it doesn't focus on Michael Myers, it's just like some other I think it was an anthology. And but beyond that, I really can't think of any. So I think that's interesting because then, even if it's garbage, it's only like a short segment, and then you move on to another one. Or it could be really good because it's kind of Twilight Zoney, Outer Limits, like a short. Whoa, whoa, that was freaky. Let's move on. So the the each one can't really outlive its premise, you know. Yeah. Over and done with. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I Do you have know. any strong feelings one or the other? No, I don't. I really don't. The Do Trolls one just... sounds interesting. The anthology thing sounds interesting too. We've never done anything like that before either. So. Well, how? what What if we split the difference? Trolls anthologies? A, 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 troll, <laughs> a troll movie, an anthology movie, and then Curtis can pick whatever the other like, like if he wants to do an, a second anthology or a second troll movie the only reason i think this might um you know the only uh, like monkey wrench in his plan here might be if he has a trilogy planned out yeah and you know that's i think that's what's what has happened and he's listening to this right now getting angry at us like just pick one god damn it i don't <laughs> want extra work to do i imagine that's what's happening right now so well i guess what we're saying is we could go either way yeah anthologies or troll okay so So, curtis if you feel strongly about any one of these let us let us know i don't think i think for for horror comedy i'm I'm not interested in that one because i I feel like shawn of the dead is is well, once you've seen Shaun of the Dead and Evil Dead. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, those got? are kind of comedies, too. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not really. 
I don't know. Maybe like maybe there are stuff out there that I, there is there is probably stuff out there that I don't know that I probably would enjoy. But that's if you're asking me, that's the one I'm least interested in. And Same here. The, the anthology one, yeah, that's like we've never done anything like that before. So that kind of interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an anthology movie that's really oh. gripped me. Like I've mm-hmm. like you know, like I've watched Creep Show and uh I think there was a, a Twilight Zone movie, right? I think I watched that there was a long, long seen. time ago. But yeah, that Twilight Zone isn't really horror. It's no you know. it's got horror elements in it though. I mean it's as horror yeah, it's as much horror as the original Star Trek. You know, there's people mm-hmm. make arguments that the original Star Trek is a horror TV show. Scary movie one and two are good. I I enjoyed this is Rocket Sauce. Uh, I enjoyed Scary Movie one. I don't think I've ever seen any of the sequels. I think that's I the only one I've seen. And I don't think I appreciated Scary Movie one as much as like you have. To, it's one of those things where it at the time too. Uh, there were all these horror movies out with all these horror movie cliches and tropes and that. And here comes this movie that kind of poked fun at all that stuff while being a serious horror movie at the same time. So I I got it, but like, it was like just kind of okay. And a lot of people really liked it. And, but I, I don't know. It really wasn't my thing. And then there's like, are, like are in the about, woods. are you talking about scary movie? Or are you talking about scream? Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, something's not adding up here. Oh my goodness. I forgot that they're two different series. Well, that's the thing is Scary Movie was largely based on Scream Scream, and what was popular then. I remember I saw that in the theater with some friends and it uh, it had a lot of like the Budweiser was up and and all that. So a lot of the comedy may be of that time and might not still be funny today. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's stay away from the comedy. Let's let's not do it. We're doing '80s comedies the month before, so let's not do back-to-back comedies. How's that? So just pick right. anthologies or trolls. Curse, pick just pick one. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then Rocket Sauce's suggestion: uh, coming-of-age films. I thought was pretty good. Or we could do really. He was talking about Stand by Me, which is a right. movie that we. I, I would really love to talk about. Um, I just other, watched it a, a few months ago. It's been a it's been a little while for me, but I th- it's a fantastic movie. Mm. Spoiler alert for the film Dangle. We both like it, um, but there's a couple of other movies. Like it's based on a Stephen King novel within that same. Uh, it's based on a Stephen King no- novella. Really, it's it was a, a short story in uh, in different seasons, which was a, a package of four short stories. And another short story in that uh, book was uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, it was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. So that'd be a cool one to do as well. And uh, the Green Mile is another great example of Stephen King um, doing sort of horror stuff, but not not really, more supernatural. So I think those would be three good movies. Or we can do the coming of age thing. Uh, both are good. I wouldn't mind doing uh, coming of age. I mean, uh, what do we... What month stand is by me. October. <laughs> uh, uh, Breakfast Club. Well, that, yeah, a lot of these kind of are crossing boundaries here. Like you talk about, well, 
Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, those are like school comedies and their coming of age stories. Right, right, right. So we could uh, put that into uh, September. Like, I was thinking more goofball comedy, but if you want to do coming of age, there's still a lot of uh, comedy elements in there. Or we just do the Stephen King thing. Or the Stephen King thing. Be back-to-back horror. But those really, like, he's just a horror writer, but those really aren't horror movies. Mm-hmm. Not at all. They just have some gross moments in them. We, we should do Film Dango Mania and just watch whatever we want. <laughs> That'd be chaos. That's pretty much the uh, <laughs> latter half of every episode. Completely. Uh, uh, really, yeah. Okay. I don't anyway, know. I think we, we figured out... We figured out enough for now, so let's move on. We got we got a good chunk here done. So give us your 80 school comedy suggestions, and we'll take a look at them. Mm-hmm. But this month, we're definitely doing Old Guard, In the Tall Grass, and Extra- Extraction. Yes. All available on Netflix. Unless Everywhere. it's not. Unless it's not. Unless it's not in your area. Okay. Uh, there appears to be some confusion about Fandango moving to Anchor, and some mm-hmm. people are wondering if they have to resubscribe to anything or anything like that. No, you don't. Everything is stays the same. So basically what this Anchor uh, website did was it took our Podbean feed and cloned it over onto their service, and then all I had to do was from there was to take it and move it over to the new service. So, in theory, no one needs to resub to subscribe again. It should all have changed over. If it hasn't, let me know. Because there are some third-party services out there that might not have had as smooth of a transition as Spotify and iTunes and the bigger services that so there might be something so just let me know if you're having trouble downloading the show. Any one of the 34, the Power 30, uh, any one of you is having an issue, let me know. That's it. <laughs> that, that's our big tagline after six years of this. Retro Fandango, 30 strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, holding on to the 30. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, are we into our um, yep. mania time now? Or are we just talking about movies? Nope. You're going to tell me about uh, what's going on with uh, Ghostbusters, the video game, oh, and Winston's right. laugh. Yes. What, what's your well, issue? it's actually two separate things. Okay. Uh, the video game, uh, I just mentioned because I did play through it again, and it's still wonderful. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy that game so much. And I'm still motivated to scan and collect everything that I can because yeah. even though I've played through it like half a dozen times now, I still forget. It's like, oh, yeah, you get the, the cup with the balloon, you know, free balloons for the kids yeah. and all that. It's like, oh, there's so many little touches in there. Yeah. Uh, but I played through it and uh, my kids were watching me. So now my, my oldest daughter, she who, you know, before this was playing nothing but, you know, platformers and Mario and Animal Crossing, that kind of thing. She's like, can I try that? Like, yes, you can. So now she's uh, jumping up to to play Ghostbusters. She's enjoying it, and she's doing well. So I'm very happy. Cool. So, so this is like her 
first, I guess it's her third? first like twin stick uh, movement thing. So I, she's like, do I have to play from the beginning? Cause I just want to start catching ghosts. I'm like, yeah, you should, because you'll learn how to move and you know what all the buttons do. It's, it's not difficult, but you got to go through the steps. So I can see when she plays, she's very robotic. It's like move, then look this way, <laughs> look at the controller, then look up. So I'm just enjoying watching her play the game now. Winston's laugh. Um, I don't know why um, it took me this long to remember it, but a few months back I rewatched Ghostbusters and for the first time I noticed Winston's laugh at the end of the movie. His end of the movie, they're on top of the building mm -hmm. and he does the, I love this town mm -hmm. and he slaps his hands together and then it starts, like the music starts to kick in for the end credits. But then after he slaps his hands and the music kicks in, he also looks down and he goes, ha, 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 ha. And it really is literally just him going, ha, 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 ha. Mm. I never picked it out before, but it's it seems really awkward. I think like they were shooting the scene and then uh, Reitman probably said, OK, and laugh. And, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. It's a little it's a little. It's it's. I can't not notice it now. There's there's like some inflection in there. I don't think it's that bad. There's some inflection there. I think he meant that uh, as a legitimate laugh. Like that's what he was supposed to do. It, it it's in the middle. It's not quite not quite uh, natural enough. I don't know. It, it's anyway, a lot. It's, 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 it, it, look, that movie is like all-star like like full scores across the board you really got to nitpick to find things in well there, yeah like the big like the big explosion at the end how did they survive a little that? too well it, <laughs> it's survived. a comedy even Ivor Reitman said in the in the commentary <laughs> like, we got when they showed me this effect I'm like you ruined my movie everyone is going to say how did these guys survive and nobody cared at that point because when when uh Venkman comes out with just like a little bit of yeah. marshmallow fluff in his right. hair Nobody cares, yeah. you know, because you, the movie has taken you this far and you're ready to just go with anything because you just want that happy ending. Yeah. You know, um, one other thing I was thinking about when I was going through the game is obviously, you know, there's no Dana Barrett and they couldn't get Rick Moranis to come back. But um, I wonder if they made an attempt to get um, Peter Nichols to come back as Janosch. Because there, there is a large chunk of the movie that's in a museum. So I was in this most recent playthrough. I was kept thinking, like, yeah, where is he? You know, how come they didn't have any nod to his character? Yeah, nothing at all. They did have, like, they do have the painting of Vigo in the. Um, yeah, and they the, got the original uh, voice actor. Yeah, uh, they they got him. Yeah, to do all those lines again, which was pretty incredible. Hmm. Um, for just like a, because it, it wasn't any part of the game. It was just something that you had to go and find in the firehouse and yeah, run across. Yeah, if you were, if you wanted to, I think you get yeah. an achievement point the first time you do it. But do okay. he says a few things. You yeah. know, you click on it over and over. Yeah, that's wild for a little Easter egg in there. Pay that actor to sit there, say all those lines. Hmm. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't agree with you on on Winston's laugh. I think it's a little more natural than that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the. No, I don't even. I can't even tell you. I can't tell you. Ask you me. Tell me. 
Ask, ask me after. After is it a Ghostbusters thing? It's, well, it's sort of is. It's about the new. Okay, it was. It's about the new ghost. That new. That new old ghost. That Ghostbusters twenty sixteen movie. Answer the call. That's the one. And uh, the twenty. So I was taking. So one of the actors in that movie. Uh, did the announcements for the Emmy Awards, I think. And uh, for uh, my job, I, I, t- I had to take in the feed off of the satellite so one of our entertainment shows can record it. And the person who was hosting, I I put it up early. I got it all tuned up and set up early for any sort of troubleshooting or anything. And I when I took it in, the person who was hosting was doing verbatim what they were like, they were going through a dry, a run through of, of the thing, but she did it in, in character. And it was just like the most grating thing I had ever seen. And then I had to watch it again, but I, I really shouldn't say anything because I shouldn't. <laughs> I should say. All right. Phony people. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really fair to criticize someone's dry run through before it's broadcast. Like it's not meant like they're working stuff out a little bit, but anyways. Hmm. Um, yeah. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Regis Philbin who had uh, passed away. Uh, one of uh, he, the guy was legend in, in our household. When, uh, when I was growing up, my grandmother, my Nona absolutely adored him. Um, and there's really a lot, like, I, I mean, a lot of people are talking, Regis, like, who, who, who cares about Regis Philbin? But let me tell you, anyone who does any sort of, of podcasting or is on television or, you know, doing YouTube videos or anything like that, and you're doing anything where you're talking a little bit about yourself, you owe a little bit to Regis Philbin because he was the originator of doing that on television. Nobody was doing what Regis was doing. Um, I, I first started... Uh, watching him when because my grandma when we would spend time at the cottage with my grandmother she would turn the tv on and she'd have the show on at nine o'clock in the morning and the show just looks so dorky it looks terrible like it looked like if you too if you watch some old youtube clips of it now it's like you know just these really gaudy flowers and pastel colors and everything it looks like an old person's living room you know it just it looks terrible and you know on television is you know you used to see kathy lee uh, Gifford, she used to be in all those stupid Carnival Cruise commercials. They were really cheesy and hokey and that. So I knew who she was. And I just thought, oh man, this is terrible. What the hell? My grandmother watching this show. But then there's this guy, Regis, on there. And he is just cutting me up. Like he is, he just had this great delivery and great timing. And he would talk about, you know, just stuff happening in the that he did the night before you know like he talked about his alarm clock not going off or getting stuck in traffic or uh who he had dinner with the night before or the people he ran into and it was just all stuff about his life he never got into anything political which was a lot easier to do back then but he he didn't you know he never wanted like any politics or anything to get into his his rap and uh he would just fill 20 minutes of that show at the beginning of that show Every day from Monday to Friday, you just fill it with just stuff that he's doing. And he'd play off of, you know, the co-host and that. And nobody was doing that before. You know, nobody was do- was doing that intelligent before Regis did. And he was really the, the originator. And, you know, he deserves a little bit of uh, credit and respect uh, for that. Um, 
yeah so i i really missed them i i really like i i remember like when our television channel like when kathy lee left the show she left the show in 2000 i believe and whoever was airing the show in canada whoever had the rights for it gave up the show they said oh kathy lee's gone this show is going to be in the in the tank i'm like man they're crazy regis is the guy he's the draw and our little rinky dink station that i was working for at the time uh picked up the show so whenever we worked the morning shift we got to got to run uh this regis show at, at 9 a.m and doing any sort of live television was a real pain in the ass uh, you just dreaded having to do it at times um but not regis because that was that was just entertainment and uh we got to watch him uh, go through all like different co-hosts and stuff like that before he picked Kelly Ripa for his permanent co-host. And that was great because Kathy Lee was gone. She was kind of annoying. And, uh, you know, you got to like got to see how like who worked with Regis and who didn't. And Regis could really work with anyone. But there was really when it came down to it, there was really two people that were the best with him. That was Kelly Ripa and Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton was fantastic. And apparently they offered her the show but she makes way too much money. You know, she just makes a ton of dough. There's no way that she's getting up every morning to talk to Regis for 20 minutes, maybe for a week, but not, not permanently. But uh, yeah. And uh, you know, you talk to any, like he could do, like you'd watch him with Don Rickles. He was huge friends with Don Rickles and Don Rickles have him all the time. He could do the straight man stuff with Don Rickles. If you ever want to see Regis at his best doing the straight man stuff, it's the time he had Don Rickles on for the entire show. It was like from 1996. You can look it up on YouTube and you could just see Regis feeding Don material, right? Like they had no, like, they don't have anything scripted or anything like that. And uh, you know, Don, Don Rickles is sitting behind him and he's like, yeah, so there's my producer Gilman, you know? And then Don Rickles would riff on Gilman and then he's like, Oh, and there's the executive producer art. And then he'd go and just rip on art. Oh, and there's the, the cue card guy. And then Don Rickles would rip on him. The camera guy, he'd go like, you could just see him feeding him all the, just the little bit of information that he, that Don Rickles needed to start. Like basically Regis is saying, it's okay to attack this guy. You know, it's okay to attack that guy now. That's great. And then he could do the hammy stuff too. Anytime he would go on, um, like he could be the cart, the, you know, like uh, when he would go on uh, David Letterman uh, dressed up as Shrek or whatever, that's a great clip too. You should check that out on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I, I I just watched this past week too. They did a little tribute to him on the on the Kelly Ripa show. They um, did uh, his final episode, which was in 2011. Time really flies. I had no idea it was that long since he did it, uh, since his last show. Um, and I always thought that Kelly like that they kind of didn't want to resign his contract. Like his contract was up, and they just said like he was going to make too much money or whatever, and they didn't want to sign him. But apparently, according to him, he's always said that no, he didn't want to do it anymore. And I found that so surprising because that he didn't give that away. Like he didn't tip it away that at any point on air was he tired of doing the job that he was. And that's how much of a professional he was. Every time he went in, he gave it his all. And even though that he like he was done in 2011, like he just did not want to do it anymore. Like he was almost 80 at the time. Never showed it on air. Never complained once. Nothing like that. And that's just the kind of professional uh, he was. And uh, there, there won't be uh, too many more like him. Uh, I know. I, I, I don't know much about Regis uh, aside from you know, just seeing him appear here and there on everything over the years. 
but he seemed to be the last of his kind uh, yeah. of those old school entertainers where you do the talk show host, you do the game show host. You, he was a singer too. He would do those mm-hmm. like crooner uh, yep. kind of things. So uh, like the Sinatra era kind of entertainers. Yeah. So uh, he, I probably was the last. <laughs> yeah. And you listen to Regis too. When he talks, he has that announcer yuck that, I, I don't like when Ryan Seacrest does it or whatever, like, Hey everybody coming up. We got next to the, and that was, that's Regis. Like Regis would do that voice, but he was so natural at it. You know, you couldn't even, you wouldn't even pick it up. You had to listen for it. You had to stop and actually listen to what he was saying uh, to actually pick up on it. And that's the difference between that kind of entertainer and today. But when he came to New York, that was his last shot television. He, he struck it big late in life he was already in his 50s you know by the time that show started taking off and uh you know he was struggling doing the game shows and trying to do a crooner show trying to do something more like uh, dick cavett or whatever interviews and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it wasn't until he got to new york and he started opening up like just opening that show every day with what he was doing in that and he would hold up newspapers he would talk about what was in the news or that or whatever um but you know it was just he never it was always funny. Like you just talk about like the headline and what the newspaper was talking about without really giving his opinion either way. You know, it was just like, you know, it would be really, it's, it seems like, you know, like talking like political stuff and that is really low hanging fruit. That's why I do it all the time because I'm not that talented. Right. But to be able to connect with people on every level without tipping like what your thoughts are or anything like that they just talk about what's happening you know it's just it's a real skill and he just did it so naturally too you know anyways rest in peace regis okay want to talk about some movies sure all right or the name regis like you ever heard anybody else named regis that's they actually have on camera the very first time that uh, now this is politically incorrect. Okay. Like this was in the, in the seventies. Okay. So mm-hmm. everybody take it easy. Okay. So uh, the, they actually have on camera the very first time that Regis approached approaches Don Rickles and Regis was doing a local show in LA. Wasn't well known at all. And he goes up, he was at an event for Tommy Lasorda, who was the LA Dodgers manager at the time. And uh, you know, at, the who's who was invited to this uh, celebration of Tommy Lasorda and uh, Regis was covering the event and he goes up to Don Rickles and he's like, Hey Don, uh, you know what you doing here and all that stuff. And Don Rickles looks at him. He's like, what's your name? And he says, it's Regis. He's like, Regis, where's your dress? (laughs) Insinuating it's a girl's name right off the bat. Okay. Um, Oh, my yeah, mouse let's doesn't talk, work. Let's talk about movies and stuff. I All right, let's talk about battery from my mouse. Let's I know, see. I know. Uh, Rocket Sauce is waiting for your opinion on uh, Enterprise season one. Yeah, he can't can. wait. He can't wait. He loves That's Star right Trek. Here. Okay, yes. Um, Enterprise season one. Uh, let me remind everybody: I'm not watching this to uh, discover like a new favorite uh, series or anything. I'm just going back to revisit what I missed out on. How Not many a, episodes I, is season one? Each season is approximately 25. So you watched, basically watched approximately 20 hours of season, of a whole season of Star Trek as an experiment? Uh, as a way of going back and see if I missed anything good. Okay. 
I'm not expecting it to, you know, become like change, like, oh, no, enterprise is actually better than next generation. Uh, I just want to see what I missed because um, it, it is the last segment of true Star Trek. You know, it was the last attempt at that time. And then it went away and it came back in this like uh, Kurtzman universe of stuff that doesn't. Yeah. Garbage. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, so I went through and I just wanted to see. And basically, uh, in short, what your opinion, what most people's opinion are, if you dropped out of uh, Enterprise when it was in its first run, I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't know. Uh, all of that stuff is true. The characters are pretty bland and weak. The writing is especially weak. It seems like a lot of the um the depth and subtext they had going on in something like ds9 is just completely gone it, it's just very flat on the surface um very simplified storylines um i did i did take some notes though whenever we bring up enterprise we always get onto that decontamination gel stuff <laughs> of course yeah so i kept track and I did watch the entire first season, uh, 25 episodes. How many times do you think they use that decontamination gel? It was more than once. I'm asking how many times do you think they use it? I thought I, I thought it was only once. So it, if you're saying they dipped back into that well over the course of 22 episodes. 25. 25 episodes. Okay, I'm going to say then there's a good five episodes you would have been correct it okay. was only once oh, it was only once only okay. that one time <laughs> that they use that decontamination gel now okay for starters i want to say i think the decontamination room is a good idea it makes sense sure, for that sure. period yeah ripley you know mentioned that in alien right um but they only do the gel one time they do have two other scenes uh, in the decontamination room where they just have people sitting there. And of course they're in there like skivvies, especially to Paul who was wearing like the extremely short, short Vulcan style. I have no idea. Um, so I think they kind of like phased it out. They're just like, Oh, okay. We went too far. So at least I don't well, know if they bring it back in the later seasons I, it, it just was in seems the pilot, like wasn't it? the the gel. It, was I think it was the second episode second. or something. Yeah, but okay. basically, it's it was one thing. It was like mm -hmm. a one-time thing, and they probably okay. realized, all right, you know, maybe we're reaching too far. Um, the characters bicker a lot. They're constantly seem annoyed, especially the captain. The captain uh, does not carry himself like a captain. He seems way too casual. He's, he's like often laying on his bed in his room when one of his officers comes in to talk to him. And he's just like laying there, scratching his dog, throwing a ball in the air. He, he just seems a little too relaxed. Um, the phrase, that's an order, appears in almost every episode mm. where the characters are bickering and... Oh, it's like a life and death situation. It's like, no, I'm not going to drink the water. You drink it and that's in order. That's order. Like, you know, <laughs> way too often. 
Um, and Dr. Phlox, of course, is the best character. I will tell you, there is one good episode that is uh, worth watching and feels like Star Trek. It's uh, episode number 12 uh, called Dear Doctor. It does focus on Dr. Phlox. Uh, and it is, as far as I can tell, my memory serves, it's the only episode that does not have a phaser or firefight or torpedo. It's, it uh, centers on um, cultural understanding and knowing where the boundary is of interference and, you know, uh, morality, what is right, what is wrong, different opinions on the subject. It's a good episode of Star Trek. There are a couple episodes where it's like almost there. Like that's a good premise. That's a good idea. But the writing is just so simple that it it falls apart and the characters, mm. they don't really shine. There are a couple of um, secondary characters that unfortunately they don't develop very well. So I'm curious if they develop them a little more in the subsequent uh, seasons. In that episode, Dear Doctor, there's one of them. Uh, there's another crew member. I forget her name, but she she appears like maybe two or three times over the course of the season. And then I think it was like one of the later episodes where she she came back again. And immediately, like they seem a little more interesting because I think when they put one of those um, supporting cast members in, they're free to just let them say what they want to say. And it seems like most of the main characters are always just giving very bland dialogue. You know, like, oh, sensors are down and, you know, really just mundane yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. There's no interesting aliens? Um, we do get the Andorians. They okay. come back and, and they have little, like, uh, animatronic antlers. Hmm, and Jeffrey cool. Combs uh, plays the main Andorian. There are a lot of uh, other Star Trek characters that... Um, uh, I noticed in directors like LeVar Burton, Roxanne Dawson, Michael Dorn, a lot of uh, Trek veterans were directing episodes. Well, that, that was worked into their contracts, right? For the movies and that, if they wanted to be in the, in the, if they wanted them in the movies, they, uh, they, they got would, directing, they got director, they got to direct a few episodes of enterprise or even um, Voyager. Yeah. Cause they, <clears throat> I think a lot of them had moved on mm -hmm. to, to do that. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Dean Stockwell is in an episode, so you get a little oh, Quantum cool. Leap reunion. That's cool. Um, Odo was in an episode. Um, oh, there was one episode with Ferengi where they had uh, Ethan Phillips, who was Neelix. Um, Jeffrey Combs again, who was playing the Andorian. He also played a Ferengi. And Clint Howard, Ron Howard's creepy brother. Yeah, They were all playing Ferengi in an episode. That started kind of promising, and then again... A lot of these episodes just fall flat. So basically I'm at the point of like, do I start season two? And I kind of want to, because that's really what I'm interested in. Because I think if you're going to change yeah. things up, it's going to be most noticeable at the, the start of a new season. You know, do they get a few new writers? Do they try to focus on something else? So well, do you plan on continuing? It's either season two or three where they do the overarching. But then that's what we really that. good. They started that in this one, but it's so they had kind of like two of those stories. There's the main one that you see in the pilot and then a couple episodes go by and then they do it again. 
but it just feels like they forget about it, you know, and then it just kind of comes back later. It definitely doesn't have that DS nine continuing from episode right. to episode. And then, yeah, there's something going on with this race called the Sulaban that are like these shapeshifters and like they're doing something weird, like uh, some temporal cold war. And then there's also the thing with, yeah. And then there's also this thing with the Andorians and the Vulcans. And, you know, that kind of becomes a new thing, but then that one settles. Mm. It's not very clear because it's episodic, but they're also trying to tie in these longer stories. And I, I forgot all about them like mistrusting the Vulcans and they're, they're constantly talking yeah. bad about the Vulcans. Like, oh, yeah. we hate these Vulcans, these Vulcans looking over our shoulders. Seems like a lot of anxiety and it, it, it really is the, while it was still a little bit of a uh, real Star Trek, it definitely was leading into uh, all of the uh, bickering and, and arguing and uh, stuff that the, you see in the new Trek. Yeah. It's an odd duck. Well, you know, like there's nothing wrong with them arguing and there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, having phasers and stuff like that. But I, it just seemed like as if the older show, just the, the next generation knew how to balance all that stuff, put everything. That, in that's definitely give one context of the to, to mm-hmm. the arguments that, that they would be having or whatever. Yeah. It, they, they do take a lot of opportunity to play around with uh like whoop there's someone scantily clad over there whoop they fell down <laughs> and, and they're like on top of each other right right and you know like the the next generation had that remember they had the episode where they went down to the planet and everyone was half naked and then Wesley yeah 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 they threw did, a football in the wrong place and that balance is the right word you <laughs> right know, but that's that... it yes see because i'm just trying to to nip bill's argument in the bud because he keeps bringing up like every dumb thing that happens in the next generation or whatever and it's like context man well it's also this stuff happens you know there were look at the gel thing that happened one time but that's what everybody goes to and thinks about like what's stuck out gel right Right? Uh, it's like saying next generation is the the series where the captain runs around exploding people's heads with a phaser you know, it was one episode and then they realized that's not the direction we want to go in. Mm-hmm. And it's also there are some episodes of Enterprise that are OK. And if they were the the worst episodes, it would be acceptable. Right. It's just they don't have the, the peaks, mm. you know. Yeah, exactly. Next Gen had so many great peaks that you could forgive a couple of. Uh, oh, that was oh, a look, bad episode. Next there's week, a like... Robin Hood in the holodeck, you know. So. <laughs> right. But then the next episode would be a home run or whatever. You know, I used yeah. to hate it. Anytime they were in the holodeck, I was like, oh, I, I'm not a fan of the holodeck episodes, whatever. That thing but, yeah. is just a death trap. I mean, it was it was interesting on the next generation because it was, you know, at times it could be interesting, I should say, because it was a new thing for the show. So, mm-hmm. like, hey, we can explore different things. Hey, what happens if one of them becomes alive or whatever? But then, you know, when they started using it as a crutch a little too much, you know well, you gotta you gotta fill out that season yeah yeah and that's the other thing too it's old school tv where they were writing 22 episodes a season now that is two seasons of one show where they're talking about one uh basically one plot there's just one overarching plot over 13 episodes and that's a problem i think with a lot of television too and i red letter media brings this up a few times too is like how you know this like something that would be 
15 minutes of your pilot episode is stretched out into three episodes of, of a show today. And it's just mm-hmm. way too much. You know, it's, it's time to move on kind of thing. Anyways. All right. So there's only one episode I should check out. Episode 12 on enterprise. I, it's definitely, one. it's one that I can defend and say that was good. good trek. Right. I mean, I, there are, it, it it's not perfect. There are a couple little parts that you could definitely write better. But for the most part, it's like, hey, that was worth uh, sitting down to watch. I'll check it out. Okay. I got nothing for movies. But I, like, I, I'm looking at my movie list. I watched the film Dangle stuff that we already talked about. And then the rest of them are just movies that I just really didn't care too much for. So I really got nothing. Like, I watched the movie called The Old Man with the Gun, and it wasn't very good. It had Robert Redford in it. It, was, it, was like, it wasn't terrible. It just was okay. That's really all I can mm-hmm. say. I'm watching the Andromeda Strain right now. I'm about halfway through it. Haven't finished. I've it never yet. seen that. Like I well, remember seeing a. Isn't there a scene in that movie? <clears throat> you you've seen it before? Yes. Okay. Isn't there a scene where like somebody cuts somebody, mm-hmm. but the blood doesn't? It's not liquid. It's more like a yeah, powder or something. You're not spoiling anything. That's just in, within like the first few minutes. Okay, of, that's of the, the only thing I, I know. Yeah. So um, there's this alien. So basically a, a, a satellite thing that they sent out in space to just explore space and all that too. And it uh, makes contact with a meteorite and uh, it does whatever on the meteorite, picks up some samples or whatever, falls back down on earth, but it accidentally falls. They chose a remote location, but it, you know, things don't fall exactly where they wanted it to. And it falls into this small town. And so the army or NASA slash army go in there uh, into the small town and everybody's dead. And, you know, so they put on their, the, like the, the masks and everything like that. It's very, it's very appropriate for what's happening today. And they go in there and that's where they find that people's blood have congealed and, and have turned into powder. It's based on a um, uh, Michael Crichton uh, novel. And it's, it's, it's really good, but I'm only halfway through it. But talk about, we're talking about like going through and getting uh, sterilized. Like in this movie, all the scientists are, you know, not good looking people and uh they get they strip them all down and all that so they can decontaminate them and they got to go through like five uh levels and, <clears throat> so it's not like just hot bodies like rubbing gel up on each well, other well that's you know, the for thing ratings. they actually they hired actors for that <laughs> yes. movie yeah uh that, that's another sorry to go back to enterprise but that's another huge uh thing that you can't get past is they hired a model to play to paul yeah, I'm sure she's had some acting experience or whatever, but she just looks annoyed. And then other other people that come on to play Vulcans can do it and deliver it and make you believe it. She just looks annoyed all the time. And to be fair, Star Trek has mm-hmm. done that in the past. Like the one who played uh, V'ger there, the human, the the mm-hmm. alien in in Star Trek yeah. motion picture. She was a model from. I. I somewhere <laughs> some, some european country i believe yeah uh, but to she, be to be um the second gun on on the tv series yeah yeah something uh, else i mean it makes you appreciate how much leonard nimoy could do with an eyebrow you know mm-hmm. he had all that he did what he could without you know laughing and smiling and stuff she, i mean she's got it's Flat. television. You're going to put good-looking people on television. I don't think there's been a dog in the entire 
unless they were playing an alien or something like that, you know, or doing something quirky or something. None of your main cast were exactly ugly people or anything. No, but, uh, but still, it's a balance. You find that balance. It's balance. That's what we come back to again. You know, go too far. Just went too far. Rocket Sauce says he watched The Hunt. It was better than he thought it would be. Kind of like the movie Battle Royale. You know, I've never seen Battle Royale. Me never neither. even heard of that term until the video game thing started. And it sounds interesting. I, sh- I do want to go back. I do. That's the one with that, the, so. the teenagers get stuck on an island. Right. Basically. And, um, uh, what, what's that book? Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Adrenaline Strain is a really, it's a really good. I read the book watch. many, many years ago, but I, I, I forget a lot of the, the details. It, it, it opens a, a lot like a um, uh, episode of the Twilight Zone. And uh, Sarah had tried watching it with me like 20 years ago or whatever when I first watched it. And she didn't like it. And then she suggested it. I think because I did a video on my channel. You can check that out at Buried on Mars. YouTube slash Buried on Mars. Uh, where I did an unboxing video. And she watched it. And she was like, yeah, I want to watch that movie again. And as we're watching it, uh, she's like, I don't understand how I didn't like this. This is awesome. And I'm like, well, you probably weren't in the headspace uh, then. But it's, it's good so far. I'm only about halfway through it, though. But there is I, do, I do remember a lot of, like, uh, in the story at least, like a lot of, like, sealed doors, contamination, yep. Yep. and something about a, a paper that, like, mm. uh, some paper that like started to shred and, and stopped an alarm or something. And oh, I don't know. I maybe that was that only far. in the book. I might not have gone that far. It does pay tribute to the book because you remember the book had a lot of diagrams and stuff like that. And the they Crichton do show... books have charts and diagrams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that shows up in the movie the way they did the movie. It was directed by Robert Wise, uh, mm-hmm. who directed the motion picture. So that's the second mo- mention of okay, the, so uh, now the motion picture, right? There you go. Um, I'm ready. And he also, well, he also directed The Day the Earth Stood Still, the original. So he's got a sci-fi cred. Um, But it's a good movie so far. And I'm pretty sure it's going to wrap up just as well as I remembered it. That's it. I'm watching watching The Cable Guy. You're halfway through it or so? Um, I think I'm like about an hour in. Okay. Meh. I, I didn't think you'd like that movie. I, I assumed movie. I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, I, I was shocked that this is the one I was talking about. Bob Odenkirk is in a scene in there. Oh, that's right. I forgot about so, that. And David Cross is in the back and he doesn't really right. say anything. Jack Black has a minor character yes. in there. So that movie was directed by Ben Stiller, who had the Ben Stiller show. Yeah, I was kind of sure. That's uh, what Ben Stiller show and Jack. Yeah, Black that's was what I was on, getting because yeah. Andy Dick is in a, a scene too, and then I yeah. kind of remember like they did yeah. a show. I never watched it, but yeah, at least heard of it. It was good. Show was um, good, and I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it was it uh, for a while there. It was my favorite uh, Jim Carrey movie. Eh, it it has its moments. There are a couple of funny scenes, but. Uh, I'm still just not a fan of the Jim Carrey show. I, just, I like the, the dark. The dark. This stuff. this is the balance you're talking about. It's just way it. If it were a little more balanced, flatten things out amongst a lot of other characters. Just it's watching been, Jim Carrey walk on scene and say, "Okay, everybody, stand back. I'm going to do my thing for a couple yeah. minutes." I don't think you can stop him. That's just the way. No, yeah. It's I. If you like it, fine. I'm going to power on through the end. 
I honestly haven't watched it since the VHS days, so mm-hmm. I am due for uh, to watch it with fresh eyes. But it just showed up. There's actually a lot of stuff coming on Netflix soon that I'm interested in watching. Just stuff you, that. Uh, hmm? Did you check out um, uh, Josh Creepy Josh's uh, Plex server yet? Uh, are we allowed to talk about that on air? I don't know. Maybe we're not. You know what? Never mind. Sleep, everybody. Hey, how about this movie, Terry? That you that you're gonna be watching. What about that? Yeah, that that uh, came on my radar. Hadn't heard of it before, but uh, a movie called Terry T E R R I from 2011. I watched it on the YouTube. It's it's somebody uploaded it on YouTube there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty darn good. Who's in it? It's, um, I don't Nobody. know. Oh, um, uh, John C. Riley is that his name? Yeah, the guy who does like the Will Ferrell movies. Yep, uh, he's in there. Um, um, Creed from The Office, who is who is in that um, hippie band. He was in a um, hippie band. What, what was that movie he was in? Creed, Creed from The Office was in a hippie band. Brack, Creed Bratton, that's his name. Yeah, he was a guitarist for for some band. He was famous band. Yeah. Uh, the, guy, the grassroots. Who are the grassroots? <laughs> I don't I've never heard of these people. Our American rock band between 1966 and 75. I've at least heard of them. Cool. Man, that's, that's surprising. You heard of somebody that I haven't. No, but uh, yeah, there's some other people in there. If you want to see who's in there, if you want to see who's in there, Yes. Go to. You ever heard of Roger Ebert? Uh, I'm familiar with him. Yes. Roger Ebert. He has a website, RogerEbert.com. Yeah, a lot of his reviews. And are if on. you if you go to the review for Terry, mm-hmm. there's a very nice picture there, and you can see who's in the movie. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good to know. The grassroots. Okay, I can't be reading about the grassroots right now. That's interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's one scene towards the end that I think the movie kind of goes off the rails a little bit. I'm not quite sure what they were trying to say with that. But for the most part, it's a pretty well-done movie and a very likable uh, protagonist. I'm going to check it out. Yep. Terry, wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's on Netflix. I'll have to see if it's on my Netflix. No, no, no. I, I found it on YouTube. Oh, YouTube. That's even yes. easier. That is even easier. Good quality upload, too. Excellent. So catch it while you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. There's a bunch of stuff coming to Netflix that I want that I'm curious to see. That Venom movie is coming out. It's I know awful. it's not. Um... I couldn't even finish it. Really? I couldn't even finish it. I'm I'm curious. I think mm-hmm. I think Netflix. Uh, not Netflix. What's his name? Ryan <laughs> likes that movie. Venom. Is Ryan that, Gorman, is he... you do not like Venom. Is that what he said? No, I just mentioned that. That that quote was no, no, from a little while ago. Do you like Venom? He's talking I'm curious about, to see it. I, I don't think it's great. I think. I'm curious. Um, what else? What else? Are you looking oh, for? Christine. I've never seen that. John Carpenter movie about the car. Mm, yeah, I, I do enjoy that movie. I'm not sure if that's going to be up your alley. I don't see. Yeah, he loves the, the character. He hated the movie. Well, I mean, are you talking about the character from the comics or the character from the movie? No, he's talking about the character from the comics. Like, like, uh, yeah. 
I guess uh, the big draw was because in Spider-Man 3, they made Venom look all weird. So people were so excited to see Venom look like Venom. Yeah. But it, oh, it's, and your not, favorite, it's, not it's your favorite actor in there, too. The Tom Hardy guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so That's another reason why I didn't. But I, I enjoy him in uh, uh, The Revenant. It's good times in that. It's really good. I'm curious to check it out. So. Mad Max. But he was not good as Venom. As Brock. Is that his name, I believe? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, yes. There you go. <laughs> I know things. Look at you. Yeah. He looks weird in this movie, too. Didn't he look like Venom? No, I Is don't even so... think... I'm 100% sure I didn't even get to Venom. It was so, like, unwatchable. Hmm. Sorry. Uh, Anything that's else? It. I've, been watching, I've been watching Star Trek. That's been bulk of my okay. time. Did I, mean, I, we've did done I talk about Child's Play? Did I mention that before? No. No? I watched the new Child's Play with um, Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill? Yeah. He did he did the voice of Chucky in the, the reboot from like a year or two ago. Oh. It's it's a terrible movie. The oh. like movies really uh, terrible writing. Just just mm. terrible, sloppy writing for convenience. There's a scene where the whole thing with this new Chucky is he's uh, like a smart doll. So he can interact with other technology. There's this one company that creates all these things and he can like control your TV and stuff. So when he goes evil, you know, he can manipulate stuff. And there, the kid who has the doll is in a store and, and he's in the store with all the TVs lined up and Chucky's messing with them. So Chucky's appearing like on all the TVs and the kid's shouting and screaming, Oh, Chucky, you better stop this. And it's like, there's, there's tons of people in the store. How come nobody's seeing this? because they shoot the kid in close-up so you can't see that there's other people around yeah it makes sense you forget about them it's like yeah. it's like when you throw a blanket over a birdcage like right. you can't see <laughs> you forget it so i was like they do that and then like other people come to you what's going on like you obviously heard you know? hmm. but um to his credit uh mark hamill does do a, a you know a good voice acting job I do voice. like I, I I like the the original Chucky Child's Play. I've never seen any of the sequels, but the first one I was really I good. do believe that I've seen uh, the first one in its entirety, and yeah, I remember it being okay. Yeah, like, it's a fun. It's fun. It's not you know, it's not Shakespeare. It's tongue in cheek. Catherine Hicks is in it. Yes, who's also in Star, Star Trek, Trek Four. Four. That's yes. right. and in a, a stupid show called Seventh Heaven. Yes, my wife which also Lentless features. Decker from Star Trek, who is in the Star picture. Trek the motion picture. Maybe, uh, we should just sh change the name of the show to Seven Degrees to Star Trek the Motion Picture. Yeah, we just name something and then we find a way to bring it back to the motion picture. Hey, you know what goes great with <laughs> Star Trek the motion picture? What is a cup of tea? Was a cup of tea featured in Star Trek The Motion Picture? No, but one of these days, I think maybe it would be really fun to have a cup of tea and talk about some Star Trek The Motion Picture. Mm, that, was, it, that does sound like fun. It, it almost feels like it was an idea I had a long time ago. And maybe somebody even put that idea in my head. And then that person is just, you know, walked off the face of the earth. <laughs> well, I hear he's into uh, vinyl records now. So maybe he's just moved on from Star Trek. Uh, yeah. 
All I know is my tea's getting cold. <laughs> well, we have been at it for a while. So we can wrap this up. We've done enough. Uh, follow retro fandango on twitter at retro underscore fandango get a boner with retro fandango yeah i have a secret i have a a week off this week so i'm going to be part of my week i'm going to be working on getting the soundboard back so we'll be able to hear it hear hear the fandango the boners the fandango boners boner boner fandango boner and don't forget to check out discord and don't forget to tell your favorite uh 80s school comedies we're gonna be picking that you can do that on discord and you know what this time around we'll throw a bone to the twitter people you can do it on twitter as well yeah yeah slumming because you know what slumming for contact honestly discord is just so happening you know i i feel so bad for twitter now mm-hmm. i mean you go to twitter and all it is is political talk There's people posting stuff <laughs> that's about, true about trump and and about you know secret uh, police forces and that that's all politics and global crisis yeah but you go over discord and talk about video games and movies and tv mm-hmm. nice okay that's it i think we've done it we've said it all we've got nothing yes. else to say thank you ryan for being so uh, interactive with us Very oh nice. yeah i see two other people are watching but they decided not to uh, say anything mm-hmm. that's okay they don't, don't want to get to. burned <laughs> that's right you know, we'd only attack them. Mm-hmm. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. I'm going to click end broadcast. I'm not going to leave the studio. Click an end broadcast. the girls I ain't afraid of